Amen, 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 amen. Good morning, Uncle Home. Let's, let's go to God in prayer. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven to revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency. They might see through me and see your son, but, Father, just in case they stop at your servant, please send your servant into a detour sign down and show them the way to the cross. Because, God, this is absolutely nothing about me. It's completely all about you. Because it's completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me, I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. And, oh, God, I pray for spirit of change. If your people are challenged and convicted by your word, they will be changed by the same power of that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Please, God, take this offering to the applicant to not sight. Lord of my Redeemer, and let your Shekinah glory continue to minister to this temple. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. All right. Thank you, worship team. Awesome job as always. Um, we're on, handouts are being given out. We're on week four of our Daring Faith um, series. Um, I have a lot to, to share this morning. This was one of, um, this is one that I kind of really want to get engaged in, um, I believe that, come on, my, my people, <laughs> um, this, so, last week, so series is called Daring Faith, the first week talked about keys and miracles, the second week we talked about who do you see, third week was fearless faith, and this week we're going to talk about daring to dream, um, daring to dream, a lot of people, um, are just afraid to dream. Um, there's three categories in the Bible. Some things we shouldn't imagine, some things we can't imagine, and some things we should imagine. I would like to say some things we can dream. There's some things that we just need to um, take hold of and just believe in that God can do things for us. And we live in a society now where causing people to, to lose their dreams or stop dreaming. And you really can't be an effective... If you say you have faith... Um, faith breathes dreaming in my mind. Um, dreaming that dreaming about creating a spiritual hospital, a lifestyle transformation center, is something God put on me in a rock in college. Um, those dreams are because I have faith in God because I was saved. Because here's, here's a great quote. When you cease to dream, you cease to live. And I've been a dreamer my whole life. But one thing about dreaming that I've learned to take the dreams and put legs to it which is called vision but you can't get do that you can't get a vision until you first get a dream they got to come together and so I got a very familiar passage of scripture that you've heard a, a lot about um, it's, in, it's, in, it's, in, it's in Genesis chapter Genesis chapter um, 37 we're, we're going to do the book, book of Joseph now the first thing I do is my dreams shape my life my dreams shape my life. That's your first fill in the blank. My dreams shape my life. Okay? Now, how you respond to your dreams and, and, the, and the actions and actions of your dreams, well, how your life says. So Genesis 37 and 5 says, now Joseph had a dream. He told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. Now, when you get, Joseph was a young man. It was, it was his father's youngest son. And he came at, at, a, at, a, at a later age in life. And those who are older and have sons in their older age, 
you kind of love and cherish that son because it's kind of, man, I got a kid when I'm old. So he really, really loved Joseph. But during that, Joseph became um, very pampered. So his brothers was out there in the field working hard, but Joseph was always by his father being pampered as being the one who's going to take over the family, even though Joseph was not the, the, um, Joseph was the youngest. And normally, the oldest son got all the accolades and not the younger one. But Joseph got the accolades as the youngest one because he was, he was a, a son of his father's old age. Now, Joseph, was, Joseph had, a, had a character flaw. He, 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 he um, was arrogant because he was so spoiled. Because his daddy kept blessing him. He would, had this super, daddy made him this great coat of many colors. And, and, and he, he was just lifted up versus he was out of order. Where he should have been a kid always outside cleaning, Joseph was always in the house doing, doing the good stuff. While his brother's out in the field working hard, you know, trying to make it in, Joseph was by his daddy getting taken care of. So Joseph had a big character flaw of being egotistical and arrogant. And that character flaw caused Joseph to have issues in his entire life. So when his dream shaped his life, he had a dream, but because his character, his character wasn't prepared for his dream, God had to put him through something. And so God wants you to dream, but he won't let your dream come true until your character matches your dream. God will never put, put that dream in your heart if he didn't want you to live it out. Genesis chapter 11, verse 6 says, says, The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is, a, this is the only beginning of what they will do. And now nothing they have what? Imagine they can do will be what? Impossible for them. When you have a dream and unity, there's nothing can happen. These people built, was going to build a, a tower straight to God. Because why? They were unified. They had a dream, had a vision, and together they was going to do it. When you, have, when you are unified and have, and have a dream, there is nothing you can't do when it's unified and, and it's together. And God says they have the wrong mindset. This was, this was not about them going to see God. This was about making sure they, they, they could meet God or touch God at all, or God would never do something to them. Wrong type of dream. See, there's some things we, we, we can't ask God to give us something that puts God on the second hand and versus us being, well, we're the lead and God's not the lead. And God said, them kind of dreams I, I, I can't handle. Them kind of dreams cannot, people are dream when they dream and, and I'm not part of that dream, it, it's not a dream I've given them. So no, second thing I want you to realize, dream is essential to, live, to living by faith. Dream is essential living by faith. You can't live by faith if you don't dream. It's impossible. Look at Genesis 37, 19. Now the brothers was out there in the field working hard. Here come Joseph. Say, they said to one another, look, this dream is coming. Um, I remember when I first started the church and they said, there's no way in the world you're going to make this work. It's impossible. But I had a dream. You can't speak, in pe- you can't speak into people's lives if you don't dream. I know what God has done for me in my life, in my dreams. When I see other people, I see their dream. I see something in them that they can't see in themselves sometimes because I see what God can do to anybody because he's done it for me. He says in Hebrews 11 and 1, he says, faith, he said, what is faith? It's the confident assurance that something we want 
is going to happen. It is a certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. That's what faith means. I mean, you couldn't tell. I knew God was going to do something great in the ministry. I knew it. I just believed it. Because he put something in my spirit that says, if you, keep, if you just keep moving forward, you keep living the right life, you keep walking by faith, and you keep trusting me in regards of what the situation is, you will get to where I want you to get to. And so this whole daring faith campaign is about you pushing yourself beyond what you think and say, hey, what if God doesn't? I mean, think about it. I mean, I, mean, I, want, you to, I want you to ask yourself a question. What if God shows up? Instead of saying God can't do it, how about saying, suppose God can do it? Suppose God can come in and just literally change and just suppose God answers all your dreams. Suppose God puts something in you that's so amazing, where everybody's telling you you can't do it, God says, guess what? I'm going to do it. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. I mean, there is nothing you can't do. That's Walt Disney. He, he failed a lot of time, but he kept pushing his dreams. He kept pursuing his dreams. Here's something also. Great characters build around great dreams. Great character is built around great dreams. You'll never have a really great dream without some great character. You might be successful, but, you, but the things that are going to change the world, you've got to have a character. You've got to have a character. Look what Genesis 39 9 says. There is no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept back anything from me, but you, because you are his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? This is, this is the part where um, um, <laughs> Father had a wife, and um, Joseph was a good-looking young man, and she was kind of um, flirtatious. And she came after Joseph, and she said, Joseph, lie with me. She, she, wants, she wants to have a little bit of stuff on the side. And Joseph said, I can't do this. If I do something, I'm, I'm sinning against God. God was, God, remember, I told you early on, Joseph had a character issue. God was testing his character. He said, I can't do this thing because why? I'm be offending my master and I'm sinning against what? God. He was trying to, God was trying to grow his character. Because remember, remember that your character is your destiny. Your character is your destiny. When you don't have character, it will always hurt your destiny. That's just how it is. Because when you don't have the right kind of focus, in Ephesians 1 and 18 says this word here, I ask that your mind may be open to see the light so that you will know what is the hope to which he has called you. How rich are the wonderful blessings he promises people. When you keep your, when you keep your eyes on God, the temporary stuff around you will not hinder you from reaching what God has for you stored in your life. But you gotta be, but you gotta want it. Um, how many people? I mean, how many people actually want? How many people here actually want something in life? Okay, good. Now, the reason why I think this is the reason this guy, I, I, I have a lot. Of, I probably got up here really quick, really early, because I really want. I have eight points to give you today. Um, I was born brain normality. I stutter. I have a speech impediment. 
But some words I just can't say. I graduated um, sumo karate. What's, what's the top one? I graduated, with a, I graduated out of seminary with a 4.0 average. I got straight A's in my PhD. I got straight A's in my master's. I just barely got to my bachelor's. I got, I got I get de- decent in my bachelor's, but I got, I got straight A's for a guy who, who got a 2.75 out of high school. The only A I got in high school, the only A I got for my entire 12 years of high school, entire 12 years of school, entire 12 years of school, where I, had, I got an A in religion. Besides that, I hovered around 2.7 and 2.6 my entire life. I made sure I could play football. And you couldn't play ball unless you had 2.5. That was it. <laughs> so I made sure I got 2.5 because I was, I was a big jock. And, I, and, I, and you, had to have a, you had to score a 750 um, to get a scholarship. I scored 900. I, I kept a 2.7. So I get my stop. I, I, I just get the bare minimum because I just couldn't. I just wasn't smart enough. But I found God. You don't, you don't hear me. I got God in my life. God, when God entered my life and opened up and, and blew, I asked that your mind may be what? Open to see the light so that you will know what is the hope to which he has called you. When God told and called me and said, you're going to preach my word, he did something to my mind in school, Demonjay, that I started getting AIDS. I started writing papers and getting, and getting, I'm like, good night. But I had people around me now. I had, I had a great editor. She was amazing. She hooked the brother up. But I had content. And she said, you got great content, but I just said, I see what you're going through. And she made it work. But I didn't get there until God, I love to study God's word. I hated school. But I'm called to this dream. When you're called to a dream, it's no longer work. It's no longer a, 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 a struggle. What you got to do, what you breathe in the morning, I want you to get there. Because you know what happens? Doubt is the enemy of dreams. Doubt is the enemy of, if you start doubting yourself, your dreams are over. Nothing you want to accomplish can be accomplished when you start doubting what you can't. No, no, you start doubting what God can't do. Here's something, I love it right here. Your faith can move mountains, and your doubt can create them. Your faith can move mountains, and your doubts create them. You keep telling yourself, I can't do it. Guess what happened? You won't do it. I can't make it. There's no way in the world. Then you won't do it. Because why? You've now allowed your doubts to make this little anthill into a mountain. Because why? You told yourself what you can't do. Now, I'm not trying to say get into that self, self-talk. self No. If God be for you, who can be against you? If, if, you serve, if you serve a great and amazing God, how can God let his child fail? Proverbs said this, is where there's no vision, there is no, the people what? Perish. And Joseph's going through, Joseph's going through the struggle and the struggle and the struggle and, 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 and doubt got to him. Look at Genesis chapter 40, 14. He, he, he had a, um, there's two guys, a baker and a butler in, in, in prison with him. And they had a dream. Remember now, Joseph had a dream that he was going to be somebody. And his dream put him in a pit. It put him in Parter's house. Now it put him in a prison. So Joseph, is, 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 he's on his 13th year in his dream. Now it happened. 
So he, he, he interprets these dreams for these bakers and his butler. And, he, he, and again, remember I told you, God is always trying to make sure your character meets your, meets your dream. Remember I told you that? Joseph told him, the butler and the, and, and the butler and the baker, he said, but remember me when it's well with you. And please show kindness to me. Make mention to me to who? And get me out of this house. Who was he putting his faith in at that point? No. The people. But remember me when it's, when, when it's well with you. And please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh. And get me out of here. Who's, supposed to get, who's, supposed to, who, who's your kindness supposed to be in? God. He said, listen here, if I give you this dream, when you see Pharaoh, you tell Pharaoh it's me and get me out of here. Because God's not getting, because God's not getting this thing right. God's, God's taking way too long to let this dream come. To, he, he, this dream should been happening, and God's taking so long, so guess what? Will you make sure, when you get to Pharaoh, you tell Pharaoh about me, so, so you get me out. Let me tell you something. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Again, beloved, God, I, I know we see a lot of people out there make a lot of money and do stuff, but a God-sized dream are for people who have character, who have integrity, not just this worldly stuff, no, but stuff that's going to change, change the world. I mean, people who are world changers have character, they have integrity. And when God bless people, I, I had a chance to meet Rick Warren. Rick Warren's an amazing man. Rick Warren has the, the second most translated book in the world besides the Bible. <laughs> you might think about think yeah. He's a preacher who has, he's a preacher of God's word. And the second most translated book in the entire world is his book, and then there's the Bible. In 10 years, he built 3,000 hospitals in Uwanda. He's retiring in three years to try to change, the, he wants to change the continent of Africa forever before he dies great dreams. If he doubted, if he doubted that, because he's also someone who, look, 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 look what the word says. God can do what? Anything, you know? But more than you could whatever what? Imagine, or guess, or request in your what? Wildest dreams. He does it by pushing us around, but by what? The spirit working deeply in what? I love, you know, people say, Pastor, why do you keep using different translations? Because there's certain things I want you to, I want, I want them to say to you. You know, I want, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I mean we, we study from New King James. That's how we do our Bible study. But I, I, I like the way this, I like the way Eugene Chris, he says, God can do anything. Like we said, you know? <laughs> like, duh, you know, he can do anything. <laughs> he says, more than you can imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And he does it. He don't. He don't bully you. Uh, he tells you, "Would you believe in me? Would you trust me? 
will, will, you, lean, will you lean on me and not yourself? And watch me do great things for you. Then here's something else. God's dream for my life is bigger than my dad's. God's dream for my life is bigger than my dad's. Let me tell you something. If you doubt your, if you, this, this, this is why I, I, I love this by Joel Brown. If you doubt your fears instead of your dreams, imagine how much in life you can accomplish. Think about it. How many of us have, have, have been afraid to go for it? And, 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 and because we were afraid to go for it, we didn't. And the fear of not doing it stopped the dream. You said, God, there's no way. God says, wait a minute, if I put it in you, do you know who I am? Now, do I, am I saying go, go in your car and lay hands on your, on your, on your putt-putt and say tomorrow it'll be a Bentley? No, I'm not saying that. That's, that's foolishness. That ain't going to happen. I'm not saying go, go to your one-bedroom shower and say, Lord, tomorrow, be, give me a mansion. Wicked tomorrow. You're gonna, no, that ain't how that works. Every dream takes hard work. Every dream takes hard work. God, God blesses, God will work a dream. But dreamers got to what? Work. God will work, God will work a dream, but dreamers got to work. If you don't work your dream, it's not going to happen. You think, we, you think we, got here, we got here by overnight? No, we have to work this. We have to work this dream. Right? We have to work this. We went through, through ups and downs, through tears and stuff, but we still here believing God's going to make this happen. Why? It's a dream. And I'm, putting, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put some legs on it, give it a vision, and say, Lord, if I just keep preaching, keep living right, what I see in my head will one day appear in my eyes. Because, see, you can't get to a dream unless you see it in your mind first. I see what God wants. I see the hospital God wants me to build in this nation. I see it right here. And my job is to keep walking until the dream in my head becomes reality in front of my face. Because I already see it. I see the buildings. I see the schools. I see the opportunities already in there. And I've let fears, I don't let fear get, tell me to stop. I don't let my, 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 can't pronounce this and do that. Stop me where I believe that God wants me to get to. No, the devil's a lie. Here's, here's something else I want to show you. Yet the, ch- the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. He put his trust in somebody else. What happened? Don't put your trust in other people. Now, listen, you're going to be you're going to need people to get your dream done. Because you can't get nothing done in, the, in this world without people. Okay? So you're going to have to need people, but you don't put your trust in them. Okay? Because you put your trust in them, they'll what? They'll let you down. The but the chief butler was back in the palace. He's back to being fine for two years. Then think about Joseph. Why? He was happy to be, because, the, because the, the butcher got his head cut off. He was happy to be alive. He said, hey, no, shoot. I'm just happy to be alive. Because this is what Mark says. Mark, Mark 9 says this here. I love this story. This is the story of, of the man with his son. His son was, um, um, had, had a demon in him, and it, it was, his son was very sick. He was going through some stuff, and he was stressing out. And he brought him to his disciples, and the disciples couldn't do it because the disciples didn't really have, have the faith like Jesus had. So Jesus meets this, this, this man whose son just been dropping and, and almost trying to kill himself. 
He says here, Jesus said to him, as far as possibility go, everything is possible for people who believe. The child's father cried out at once, I believe. Help my what? I believe you, Jesus. But with um, pastor, oh, when you preaching, oh, I, ooh, I believe it. But when I go home, oh, no. Pastor, oh, pastor, what a word. When I go home and see my circumstances, oh, no. Pastor, great sermon. But Sunday, but Monday morning, I'm facing reality. God's word is bigger than your realities. God's word is bigger than your problems at home. Here's some, here's some I like. 97% of the people who quit too soon are employed by what? Drop the mic. Just drop the mic out. Seriously, think about it. You quit too soon. You give up too soon. The devil's a lie. If God be for us, who can be against us? I'm going to... um. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying to make it work. Um, I, I, I was with Pastor Warren this, this year. I got a chance to meet the third. He's, he's, a, he's the number three. He has the third largest church in the world. Not in America. But the world. So I'm hanging out at the, you know, we, we, we won the five-star award for Rick Warren in, in, in two churches. In church here and also in Chicago. So I'm hanging out with Pastor Moore. So I meet this guy from India. Okay. India, how you doing? Da, 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 talking. And so we, us three are hanging out. So I'm going along, you know, Pastor Rick talking about who I am and meeting this guy and whatnot. Da, 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 da. He said, hey, we might do a revival next year. You want to come? Now, mind you, daughter, he has 130,000 members. Say it again. He has 130,000 members that he, he preached to every, says Cheryl, every week. Two million people watch him a Sunday. This brother said, hey, you want to come preach for me? Priest to 130,000 people, potentially 2 million? Not a problem. Have passport, we'll travel. Now, I didn't question it. I didn't say, uh, uh, no. The Bible says, gotta make room for your gift. He didn't know me, he knew Rick. And because Rick said, this is a good guy, you, you, you could know this guy. Well, great. When I do my revival, can I bring him? Like, I will go. I will come preach for 130,000 people. He built a church in 52 days. He built an 18,000 seat church in India in 52 days. So this brain normality, dyslexic, dysfunctional cat, stuttering guy will be preaching to a potential 2 million people Next year, not because I'm so great, because what? I had a dream. 
And I wouldn't let my I wouldn't let my issues, my fears, make me quit and not get to where God wants me to get to. And I know up front, it had nothing to do with me. It all goes to the glory and to the honor of God. Because next thing I want to show you, teach you this here. God's word gives authority to my dreams. God's word gives authority to my dreams. It's not me. I, I am not, I cannot make my dreams happen. But guess who can? The word of God. And when you read the word of God and stay the word of God, it gives you power that your dreams will come to pass. Look, 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 look at what happened here. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh saying, I remember my fault this day. Why? Because Pharaoh had a dream. And nobody could answer his dream. He was troubled. He was distressed. And now somebody was in the room that knew who, that knew what? A dreamer. I told you, you can't trust people, but you still what? Need people. And there might be somebody in the right room to mention you. Luke 16, 12. It's not, not, it's not my notes. It's just some extra. Luke 16, 12. I want you to remember. Right, I want you to go look that verse. Luke 16, 12. It says, if you can't be faithful with pertains to another man, why should God give you your own? Side note. That's the verse. I, I, it, it's one of the most important verses to me in leadership. Luke 16, 12. If you can't be faithful with pertains to another man, why should God give you your own? You can't be faithful to my dream and to my vision. Why should God give you one? You can't support another man's dream. Why should God let you, why should God bless your dreams? You can't get back behind someone else's goals. Why should God give you yours? It doesn't work like that. Because why? This is a body. We work together to the glory of God. He said, today I remember, I remember that, 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 that there was someone who had a dream. And I had a dream. This person helped me get my dream. Isaiah 50 says this here. The sovereign Lord has given me his word of wisdom. I know what to say to all those weary ones. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. You know, There are times in your life, beloved, you're going to be tired. You're going to get weary. But you've got to know in the back of your mind it's going to happen. Because this is what I love this here. Giving up on your goals because of one setback is like slashing your, your other three tires because you got one flat. <laughs> I love that when I found that. But guess what? A lot of people do that. They get one setback and they quit. It doesn't come on time. It doesn't come according to their to their clock. And they quit. Joseph was in his fourteenth year, he's in his fifteenth year now. From the time he got the dream to where he's at right now, it's fifty it's fifth no, seventeen years. It's seventeen years now. He's waited from the time he's had his dream to now. 17 years, but we do know 17 is what? Year of victory. 17 years. And check this out, though. Growing my character, growing my character will clarify my vision. 
Remember, I told you now, a dream is what? Vision is nothing but a dream with legs on it. Moses had a dream, right? He, he never, and he couldn't get to his dream until his what? To his character, character to his dream. And once his character got there, he got his vision. Okay? Remember, vision is nothing but a dream with legs on it. A vision is nothing but a dream with legs on it. If you got a dream with no legs, you're just still dreaming. If you got a dream with some legs on it, then you got a vision. Then you can walk the dream out. That's called vision. But he had to have characters, so check it out now. So he gets called to the palace. Look what he says here. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not what? Me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of what? Remember what happened in verse, in, in, remember in, in chapter 39? He said, he told, he told, he told, told the, um, the chief, he said, listen, when you get there, tell Pharaoh about me. I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one, that, I'm the one that interprets your dream. You tell Pharaoh about what I did. But now God put him in prison for two more years because of arrogance. And when he stands before Pharaoh, what he says, it's not me, but it's who? Because, see, God will not take it to where he wants until you realize that he gets all the glory, he gets all the honor. And when you're ready to give God the glory, he promotes you at that time. So Joseph has to get his character right. And once he gets his character right, then his, then his vision, his dream, to take full, take, get some legs on it. Because here's what God says in Peter. Don't lose a minute in building on what he's been given. Compliment and complimenting your basic faith with what? With what? Good character. Spiritual what? Understanding. Alert discipline. Passionate patience. Revelant wonder. Yeah, here's something I want you to realize. Big dreams start where? They take what? Involve what? It includes what? Bills. And they are. Me in this room is, I stopped dreaming. Lost courage, lost your effort, had some mistakes. It's going to happen. You know how I got experience? I made some, I had some failures. <laughs> experience gives you wisdom. But guess what? I tried. Why? Too many people stop dreaming, stop going for it because they get scared of failure. Failure is a part of dreaming. Warm friendliness and generous love. Each dimension fits into and develop the developing the other. Verse 8 says, with these qualities, love what he says here, the next translation. Active and growing in your life, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its rewards as you mature in your experience of who? If I keep pushing for it, man, let me tell you something. Um, every year, my God, I, I, I get to preach a seminary. I'm going to, um, I'm going to one this, this, this week. I preach a bunch of seminary students, like chaplains. I preach it be my third one. Stuff behind my name. But, um, 
Sometimes I'm a great speaker. But I want to chapel church to speak to a bunch of Korean kids about, we're talking about vision. I'm taking everything that God's given me and I'm working on it. Because I want to see it. I want to I see what God has. Everything God put in you, if you work it, you don't quit, God can pull it out of you. You can't, you can't let people or stuff hinder what God's put in you. And I've seen too many people be, be, is a great story. Um, are you, are you Darby? Are you Darby? And his uncle um, wanted to strike it rich. And it was in back in the 1800s, and they went to San Francisco to gold mine during the gold, big gold rush early on in, in our century. And they asked their family for some money. They borrowed money from their family, and they went out there and bought a gold, bought a gold piece of. They went and staked some gold. They bought this mountain, this piece of mountain, and they, and they struck gold. They struck gold. They made enough money to go back and give all their family members their money back. They said, hey, we did it one time. We want to do it again. Now give us some more money. We can go back there and try it again. Because the family got their first investment back. They said, sure, go for it. They went back to this gold mine. And they're digging and digging and digging. Every day they would go back to the customs, to the, the general store, get supplies. The owner of the general store actually wanted to be a gold miner. He studied gold. He studied the mines. He studied, I mean, he want, I mean, he actually, these guys, are you Darby and his uncle just going through because they wanted to make money. This guy actually wanted to, he studied minerals. He, he, he got it, I mean, he studied it. But he couldn't do it because he didn't have enough money to buy one. So for a whole year, as they went back and forth complaining about they wasn't getting, they wasn't getting rich, they wasn't getting rich. Finally, they, they ran out of money. They ran out of resources. So are you Darby went to the general store and said, you know what, man, here. You've been wanting this mountain for t- uh, one year. Give me $200 so I can get back home. You can have it. The store clerk gives him $200 for this gold mine. All you Darby and his uncle goes back home. And about three months later, front page news. Biggest gold mine in history discovered by store clerk. What happened was, as Guy, remember the guy told you he studied, he studied gold, studied the mines. Gold runs horizontally, but also runs, I mean, he runs, but also runs vertically, runs up and down. The guy went three feet, three feet from where they stopped at, and dug three feet in a different direction and struck gold. So imagine, they quit three feet. From gold. How many of you in here are digging and digging and digging and digging and want to quit? Well, you might be three feet from it, but you might got to dig in a different direction. Because here's something I'm going to leave with you. If a dream is from God, it will be what? Come out to what? His church and a plan for the world. Your dream, if it's just for you, it ain't from God. If the only person, you, if the only person, that, if the only person that gets blessed and your dream is you, it ain't from God. It's your dream. When God gives a God-sized dream, it's gonna take care of His people and His church. Period. It's a God-sized dream. 
look, look at the text. This is 45, 41. Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a, such a one as this, a man in whom the what? Spirit of God. Pharaoh said there's nobody in the entire land like Joseph. Nobody. Joseph, you in charge. You are, you are now. Bob says, I want you to go read the whole story. He took off his ring. People said, why do you pass? Why do you give rings? Rings are, rule, are, are signs of approval, signs of authority. says, I validate this person. When we give these rings to these deacons and preachers, I, I say, listen, we validate you. It says, give him this ring. Let everybody know that there's no one higher than him. Besides me, nobody else. Gave someone who was in a pit, a prison, a slave. Now he's the second most in charge person in the kingdom. Because why? He didn't quit in the dream. And also, look, check this. This is it. God never gives you, God never gives you a dream. Imagine you're what? He's not checking your bank account. He's doing what? What you got? What you got? You're robbing. Pastor, I can't, I can't. Okay. That's when, that's when people, don't, people don't pay tithes. I'm like, you're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. Now listen, God is, God is, a, God is a merciful God, but he'll bless you. You know, he'll bless you. Pastor, well, I'm, I'm doing good, and I don't pay no tithes. You know what? God's the kind of guy, he'll bless you, you know, but long term, it'll cut you because he can't trust you with the big stuff. The Bible says real quickly, if you're, not, if you're not faithful over a few things, guess what he won't do? We'll make you rule, we'll make you rule over many. So you, 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 can wait, you, you can get away with cheating God for a little while, but when your big dream wants to happen, he goes, nah, I, I can't trust you because you couldn't trust. When you, when, when you were little, and, and, and you had room to give, you, 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 you decided to put your trust in other things versus me. And now you want me to bless you with this big thing? No, no. Go back to square one and be faithful to the small things. Joseph could have been there a lot earlier but because he kept doubting God. He had to mature. Look what he told his brothers. Don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves. You sold me here. Actually, God sent me before you to do what? Joseph took those 17 years and became a person of character and integrity that could handle saving a nation. Why? He had a God side. Mark 8.35 says, if you try to keep your life for yourself, you're what? If you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the, the good news, you're what? Find the love. Finally, never give up on what? Because you never know what the Lord can bless. With who? Bless you. You pay some, beloved. stop dreaming. This whole series, this whole Daring Faith series, I'm, I'm in, I'm in uh, if y'all not enjoying it, I'm sorry, I am enjoying it. I'm, I'm like doing it. I love 
and you just go get every CD, every series, every tape that's ever got uh, four more, two, two more, two more to go, two more sermons to go. But there's some dreamers in here this morning. And you feel like quitting. You've been digging in that spot. You've been digging in that spot. You've been digging, 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 digging. You're ready to quit. If you just shift about three feet, try something different. Let it be less about you and more about somebody else. And watch what God can do. When you stop letting your dreams be all about you, and start putting God in the forefront. What's God show up? But you've got to have a relationship with God. You've got to know Jesus. You've got to get into his word and, and just hit and say, Lord, it's you and me. Let me tell you something. When you learn to put your complete trust in a living God, there's absolutely nothing the living God can't do with a vessel who says, Lord, here am I. Take me. Here am I, Lord. Use me to your glory. Here am I, Lord. Use me till you can't use me no more. There are lives in this community. You need alcohol. It's waiting on you. Waiting on you. To change them. There's neighbors, there's friends, waiting for you to tell them, there's a God that loves you. There's a God that loves you so much, he sent his only God son to die for you. There's a God that loves you so much that, that you're fearful in what? You're the apple of who? And you are blessed. So you are. And there are people who are hurting, who would love to hear those three things. And guess what? If you don't tell them, going to. Ah, this pastor, they don't, they don't want to hear that. Yes, they do. Did, didn't you like hearing it when, when I told you that? That you're the fear, that you're the fear of what if it made? Didn't you like hearing that you're the apple of God's eye? Didn't know you like hearing that you're blessed to be a blessing? Doesn't that make you feel good? I guarantee you it'll help somebody else. But if you don't tell them about a God that can do those three things for them, they'll give up on their dreams. They'll quit their potential because we stop pouring into them the love of God. I need you to live a life of faith. Be daring to share. Daring to go out there and tell someone about who God is and about Jesus Christ. Because we don't do it. It ain't about building the big festive. We care less about that. People are going to hell. The people are going to hell. Two cops got killed yesterday. Young lady got had a four-month-year-old baby. I hope she knew Jesus. She had a four-month-old baby, just came back from maternity leave. Her first day back to work, she gets killed. I hope she knows Jesus. Another guy, 35 years, going to retire. I hope he knows Jesus. There's somebody right now at 9:15 who's dying. I hope they know Jesus. Because if they don't, they'll spend eternity in hell. And we who know Jesus, we who know the blessed hope of, of, of salvation, are watching 
hundreds if not thousands of people spend eternity in hell because we won't say a mumbling word. We won't even say the three things. You know what? We're fearfully in what? We're the apple of what? We're blessed to be a blessing. No, ask you, what does that mean? I'd love to tell you about that. And just tell your story. What church you go to? Come on over and come hang out with us. Or let's have coffee. Let's talk about God. Open the door and get somebody out of hell. God can only use you, but you're going to want to be used. All right? Let's pray. Father God, thank you this morning. Lord, there might be someone here this morning who wants to be used by you, who has dreams. Lord, they need, they need, they need to know that you are amazing, God. You are still pouring out dreams. You're still changing lives. So God, this morning, if there's someone in this, in this room right now who doesn't know you and the pardon of their sins, who have never confessed with your mouth, and Lord God, that you are, that they are a sinner, and they need you. You're here this morning. You want to come to Jesus Christ, not to this church, but to Jesus Christ. At your seat, please just raise your hands and pass out. You come to Jesus Christ. You're here this morning. You don't have a church home. We're not a perfect place by no means imagined. Lord, there might be someone here who needs a place to grow. God has said this is the home. Father God, please let that person raise your hand this morning. Say, Pastor, I'm going to be part of this family, but I want to grow with Christ. You are once in church and kind of straight away. You want to come back home to God. You want to come home this morning, come back and get back engaged with God's family. If you're here this morning, would you please raise your hand? Father God, bless those here this morning. Bless your word. Bless the power of your word. You said, God, your word would not return back void. Bless those you hear on the sound of my voice. Give them power, give them victory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, we